Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Rankable Podcast. My name is Garrett Sussman. I'm the Demand Generation Manager at iPoll Rank. And I'm excited today because we're talking about one of the most important aspects of SEO. And this is that high-level business of SEO topic, that conversation that you're having between the C-suite, between the directors of SEO, all the way down to those who are executing. And I'm joined by someone who's been in the industry for 20 plus years. He's seen it all in-house, agency, consulting, working with corporate. He gives speeches. I'm joined today by Mark Preston. Mark is an SEO trainer, speaker, an advisor. He's a straight-talking SEO trainer. He, He wrote actually the book, The Business Side of SEO, and he's been doing Doing this since 2001. Thanks for joining me today, Mark. How are you doing? Great, thanks. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah, I, so it's funny. Just before we started this, you and I were talking about some of your goals for the industry. I've been following you on Twitter, and I always see you engage with the community, and just you're always there to help. You lift people up. You educate. You you shoot it straight. What is your perspective on the SEO industry and what role do you want to play at this point after being in it for 20 years? Well, I think the the SEO industry is very mixed. There's a lot of different sides to SEO and I just want to make a difference, but not to just SEO, but to people, actual people that work in the industry. I want to make a difference to their lives. I want to be there to talk to them. And if they're going through a bad time, I just, I feel as though that a lot of people in the industry are too scared to openly discuss issues with the app. So, you know, I have lots of conversations privately and messages and everything. Um, So for me, it's more about just helping people in the industry, making the industry a better place to work in. Do you, I and I agree with that. I feel like you can see there is a community side of, of SEO, especially on some of these social platforms that is growing. And then there is the other side. What do you think those barriers are in those conversations that you're having with people? Like what are, what is putting people off and how do we change it? Well, it's mainly people that are not recognized names, right? Mm -hmm. They don't want to openly discuss things online in case they're made to feel stupid. Mm -hmm. And that is honesty, that is the key. And so many people have said that to me because what they see online often is not respectful conversations. You know, there is some an audience that stamps on people, well, why don't you know that? So what it is, they turn into these uh, people who just don't talk. They just watch. And um, like then they'll private message me and we'll have a really honest, deep conversation because they, they don't want to be made to feel stupid. What what do you recommend? Do you recommend them to just tune out certain like sections of, of social, certain people, certain events, or do you tell them to like? Do you recommend to kind of acknowledge it, see it, but also not allow it to dissuade you to to kind of 
not feed the trolls, if you will? No, I mean, there's respectful conversations where, you know, people say, okay, well, it's okay, you don't agree with me, but please could you explain why? And you'll have a respectful conversation. Now, then there's blatant, like, abuse. Mm. And thing is, it's looking at um, what's out there, but not take it to heart. You know, it, it's just, that's to block out negativity, not to block out block people, but block out negativity and focus on the positives that's out there. Um, I mean, just as an instance, we're at 2017 when I moved my own web personal website from WordPress to Wix and did a big case study and ran Fishkin, shared it back then. And let's just say I understand what abuse means. <laughs> oh, God. I can imagine that was that was brutal. That must have been very trying. Yeah, it, it wasn't pleasant. It was brutal. I mean, there's... Beyond brutal. Obviously, I probably was the first SEO to do that and mention Wix in a positive light back then. And literally, so I understand what brutality means online. Yeah, it's been fascinating watching their whole like brand kind of rebuild their reputation. They're doing a great job um, over there. I do. So you wrote this book. The business of SEO, which I'm very curious about, because obviously with SEO, a lot of the fundamentals are still the same, you know, whether you're talking technical or on page, but Google is changing. How has the business of SEO, in your opinion, changed over the last like like five years? Uh, the truth is it hasn't. No. The truth is people's perception of SEO is changing, mm -hmm. is the business side of SEO is fundamentally the same. You still have the same challenges. You still have the same ways of generating new clients. You still have the ways of generating new business. You still have the same ways of talking to C-level and board level about challenges. Uh, but obviously, the industry itself progresses, and right. you have to you have to progress with it. I mean, so what I, does that mean? It means that you need to understand what's happening now and the future in the industry. You know, I mean, I'm not going to rant on about AI and all that, but it's here. It's the future. You have to understand it. From the business side, you have to understand how that fits into the ecosystem of, of the business and the challenges that that business is going to face. Yeah, so when it, when it comes to that, and then you take into consideration the economic challenges that are currently have, happening right now, there's certain uncertainties. How do you think, and you mentioned that the perception of SEO is changing through your conversations with various CMOs, CEOs, C-suite, what is like the common perception of SEO, at least at the larger corporate level, at bigger organizations? Are you seeing any sort of themes or any, any real changes when it comes to understanding the value of the marketing channel? I, I'm not seeing massive changes, 
There's yeah. always been two sides. Either, you know, C-suite that don't really understand the value and all, all you're doing is battling, trying to get the budget, trying to make them understand the value. Then you've got the other side where, yes, we've got all this money. Let's make it happen. You know, I and a lot of it is education, but the missing link is so many head of SEOs try and go into the board level educating without results. They're trying to educate without proving um, traction, without proving tracking, you know. So they'll say, well, we have we, we, we need all this money and we're going to do all these fancy things and we're probably going to achieve this. Well, okay, why not go in and say, look, can we have a tester budget to try something out and I'll come back to you with the evidence that, yes, it's worth investing more money into the pot. And that's how you overcome those sort of challenges. So if you are the head of SEO at an organization and at this point, you don't have really a voice at the table, the most important thing I'd imagine is getting your shop in order where you have all of your processes and you have your strategy and you're focusing on things that will actually drive revenue and then taking that to the C-suite, what do you recommend to SEO teams that are kind of either starting from scratch or they really need to rebuild the way they do things in order to get accomplish those those tests, those goal, those initial projects to get the bigger budget? It's really taking a step back and understanding that business model. It's mm-hmm. understanding the history of that business. What's got them to where they are now? Have they historically used an agency and want to move it in-house? You have to understand the fundamentals of that business structure. You have to understand, well, what what is the objective? So obviously you get goals thrown here, there and everywhere, but what's important to that business? You know, why do they do what they're doing? And I think a lot of it is these teams get put in a situation and they're just too focused on data. Mm. They're not understanding what the challenges are. Like if I if I get recruited to head of SEO in a big organization, the first thing I want to do is sit down with the CFO. Mm-hmm. I mean and, and what are you asking? Build build a good rapport up with the guy that controls the money. I want to understand the challenges in that business. I want to understand the challenges, not just from an SEO perspective, but from a whole business perspective. I want to sit down with the various departments. Then from that, you can understand the challenges and what focus you need to solve. Because if there's lots of problems within an organization that need fixing, Well, maybe you need to help them fix that before you can do your bit. That's tricky, right? Like, especially if it's outside of your 
typical responsibilities as an SEO? What what are some of those types of situations, environments that you've seen? And and are like, is there a point at which are there red flags, if you will, that where you're like, okay, this this is too insurmountable for an SEO versus ones where you see those cracks of where you can really make a difference, like internally in an org. Well, I'll give you an example, right? So maybe you know the value you can bring. You know that you can get from here right up here. You know the path, but the HR team are really struggling to recruit people. So you can't actually service new customers, Mm. right? Mm -hmm. So what you have to then do is rather than having the focus on driving new customers in, you have to change your focus on helping the HR team get more exposure online to recruit people and get CVs in. And that's the sort of scenario, one scenario of many, where the SEO team can help. You know, it's about understanding the challenges, but saying, well, how can I help them make a difference because until they solve their bit and get people within the business to service more and more customers, there's not all all I'm going to do is create a massive headache for this CEO. Right. No, and that makes so much sense, whether it's like HR, whether it's like the advertising PPC department or even just engineering, like work, like trying to identify ways to help them in mutually beneficial projects that ultimately get you that much closer to, to your point, removing headaches for the C-suite where across the board, wherever they are. Yeah. Yeah, it, it is. It's really understanding and going into a business and not being afraid to talk to people. Yeah. You know, yeah. Not being afraid to just say, oh, you to the CEO, have you got 10 minutes? Can we just sit down and chat? You know, it's it's not being afraid, it's understanding. And it's not going in like a bull in a china shop saying, oh, I'm this big name and I'm this and I'm that and I can get you from this to this and all that. Forget that. You go in as though you know absolutely nothing about that business, right? Because perception kills everything. Yeah. Because everybody has a perception of a brand or a company or a business they're not involved in. Well, you need to go in there removing that perception to get a clear understanding of what actually is happening. Because marketing teams, their job is, and PR teams, their job is to build a perception of that business that they want you to think about. It might not be the real challenges. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it, that I mean, that brings us back to, it makes me think about Wix. Where it's like, you know, they had this perception for the longest time and it was a real challenge of like whether or not it was a good product for SEO. And then I can imagine with all the investment in building out the product to continue to make it better for SEO, then there was the process of changing that perception where the product matches the general brand. And now I feel like more and more people are using the product now. 
I can imagine that is going to be a challenge the bigger the organization. Like there are different levels, especially depending on on where you're at. Do you think that um, CMOs have like, so like CMO specifically has their perception of SEO change, especially with the, you know, what we were talking about, a lot of it takes time, right? And one common thing you hear in the world of CMOs is they don't have time. So how do you balance kind of the the hourglass running out of sand sooner than you want and needing to get like actual wins versus the reality that some of these some of these transformational changes don't happen overnight? Quick wins. Mm. That is the answer. Quick wins. It's about going into this with the CMO and saying, okay. Before we we start on this 12-month, two-year trajectory, let's see what we already have. Let's work together on making the audience we already have better. Let's work on our existing estate. Rather than pumping money into producing new things, let's tweak what we already have and make it work better for us. Let's improve the quality of the visitors we get. Yes, we might reduce the overall number of visitors, but the quality of those visitors will improve. Now, it's better to improve the quality of those visitors and the conversion rate. And if if you, you as an SEO help within the first three, six months to do that, I mean, and the CFO can see money rolling in, because you've tweaked it and the conversion rate's gone from 2% to 5% or whatever it is, you know, I mean, they're going to love you. Instance, then then you can then go in and they'll give you whatever you need because you've built, you've done the quick wins, you've proved, and and I find a lot of people and SEO team, they go in immediately trying to build more and more. They go and say, build more and more. Let's write all this content. Let's do digital PR. Let's go out there. Let's do all this and that. But then you look at what they already have. And, well, all they're doing is driving an audience they're not really targeting. As an example, I work with a, a big brand. Mm-hmm. And when I went in and looked at everything from a, a perspective point of view, only 3.2% of all the traffic was their target audience, people who were genuinely going to be interested in purchasing their product or service. Yeah. You know, I mean, these are the sort of things that you can do initially to actually solve that issue. And And I think to that point, to tie it back to the economic environment that we're in, a lot of businesses, as opposed to finding reasons to spend more money, do tighten up in general. And it's the most successful, I feel like, organizations in a time of an economic drawback is to find efficiencies and find improvements internally with what you already have. So whether you're new to an organization or you've been there for a while, there's never been a better case to probably revisit your existing resources and just make them better, to your point. Yeah, I think this 
There's a lot of streamlining that can be done within many organisations and many teams. And I think over, you know, the past few years and, you know, the increase in the industry and everything and everyone and anyone were just taking people on and because the job market was so vast and, you know, opportunities were out there, people were often being offered silly money for doing the role they're in. And I find then now we're suddenly in an economic challenging time Mm-hmm. And you think, oh dear, right? Well, yes. Well, who are our customers? We are selling Prada handbags here. And, you know, is our audience, you know, going to change or whatever it is? It's looking at that, but it's about streamlining things, making efficiencies within the processes you've got. You know, yeah. I'm not talking about streamlining and sacking everybody. Yeah, although that's happening, you know, as which is going on obviously in the industry, but that's happening because they haven't thought about the future. They haven't thought about streamlining things. You know, all yeah. they've done is thought, well, we've got more and more people to service. Let's just bring people in, chuck money at them, let's get them through the door without initially. You know, helping to streamline these processes along the way. Yeah, you see it so much in big tech or just in in times of economic growth that that's the whole thought process. Especially like in VCs, it's like growth, 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 and sometimes you really just are shooting yourself in the foot by trying to get too big too fast, and then there to your point, it's like you're not actually addressing an audience that cares about your product. Mark, this is this is such great stuff. I, I feel like I could talk to you for a, a while about so many things, let alone the business of SEO. But I want to dive into our rapid fire rankings. Are you ready for that? Go for it. Okay, we're going to turn on the music, get the clock going, and let's do this. Okay, first, rank your top three of something, anything that you absolutely love. Family, F1, and making a difference. I love that. Okay, rank your best SEO or marketing win. Uh, It's quite a few years now, but out of the top 10, I had seven of my own websites ranking for all terms relating to business opportunities. Oh my God, that's awesome. Okay, rank your top three SEO tools. Uh, it has to be AREFs, um, Sitebulb, and Screaming Frog. Oh, that kind of, Screaming Frog is like interesting. Anyway, <laughs> rank your best SEO trick or tactic. The trick is, there is no trick. The tactic is thinking the right way about what you're doing. I love that. Rank what you love most about SEO. Uh, It has the potential to make real differences to real lives and many lives. Rank what you uh, rank your best learning SEO resource. Just talking to people about scenarios. I mean, I I don't have don't have any 
online place I go to, it's just about having conversations with people. Listening is, is such a key skill. Okay, this is probably always the hardest question, but rank the top one to three SEOs or marketers that you most look up to. Well, I look up to everyone because I'm short. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> but again, I, I don't tend to look up to anyone on a pedestal. Mm. I find some really good conversations with people you've never even heard of online. Okay, and well, do you both, have anyone who are, needs recognition? Yeah, and I think that's the, that's the key. Absolutely. Okay, and finally, rank your number one cause or charity that you would want to promote. Ah, well, my number one cause is just making, everyone needs to make a difference to individuals. And it's not a charity, but I just want people to be more respectful to each other in the industry, no matter where they come from, what level they are, how much money they have. I just want everyone to be respectful for each other because if that actually happens, then people will not be afraid to have conversations and make a real difference to all of us in the industry. That all it all comes full circle of just making SEO, making SEO and making people's lives a better, better, better. Mark, this has been awesome. If people want to find you online, I know you're you're all over the place, but where's the best way to get in touch? Uh, well, my website's markapreston.com. And on there, my social links are on there. I'm mainly on Twitter and LinkedIn. Me too these days. Thank you so much for being my guest. I really enjoyed this conversation. Yeah, thanks for inviting me. It's been fantastic. My name is Garrett Sussman of IPOL Rank. This has been the Rankable Podcast, and we will catch you next week. See ya. Thank you.